we're going to sit back and do some story time music today. (laughs) Guys, let's roll it. Tell me, tell me, what you gonna do when your will runs dry? What you gonna do when your will runs dry? And welcome to Earbuds and Earworms. I'm Amy Shepard, and this is... Hi, I'm Mitchell Manley. Hey, how are you this week? I'm doing well this week, other than my brain being fried from this uh, last week of school, finishing up final papers and writing about climate change and geoengineering. Oh, what about bioethics? Yeah, I've been writing about that too. So all of the, what citation form are you using? I usually go APA most of the time, but... Uh, Do they give you a choice? I Yeah, I get a choice uh, in, in all of my classes. Usually they'll, they'll give us a choice. They just say be consistent throughout. I usually just go for whichever one strikes my fancy. I think it's Chicago style that lets you just put the... Uh, with the the numbers little subscripts yeah and then you can like do the thing at the bottom right yeah Yeah. just make the notes at the bottom that's a pretty easy and intuitive way to do it but yeah i mean that one makes the most sense especially (laughs) if you're reading a book but i you know uh, high school is all about the mla Mm -hmm. and then of course um art school was very free for all as long as you had a bibliography and then i went to nursing school and it's apa all the way and apa seemed foreign to me it's a little strange yeah Ah, uh, that's a that's our lighthearted bit for the week. Yeah, isn't sure. It? <laughs> um, this this theme is tribute, but I guess you can better explain why we're doing like tributes this week. Yeah, so uh, this past week, a good friend of mine, uh, Omar Higgins from the band Chinese Connection, Dub Embassy, and Negro Terror, uh, been in a lot of other really seminal Memphis bands. He passed away, and I know a lot of our Memphis ear buddies also loved Omar and knew Omar, and so. Um, I think it was actually Lum who actually, I don't think he ever even met Omar, but just kind of knew him through the internet and through all the stories that people told. Uh, he suggested that we kind of do something in tribute to him, and I thought that was a good idea. Mm-hmm. So uh, we wanted to put out the, the call for songs of tribute, and you know, I yeah. think we, we got a good range of, of tributes yeah, cause not episode. Not everybody knows Omar Higgins or knows of Omar Higgins because we have more ear buddies than who are in Memphis, but like Yeah, incredible bass player, yeah. incredible singer, and um he he was involved in a lot of social and political causes, very outspoken and well spoken dude, so uh, I think I think we got a, a winner on our hands for the episode today. Yeah, and he did a whole lot for Memphis. Yeah, which, absolutely. Yeah. What song did you bring this week? So in, in uh, instead of choosing songs for myself this week, I decided to, to go for some of the Ear Buddies submissions uh, for Omar. Uh, this one is actually from Jason V, who brought Chinese Connection Dub Embassy's Heavy Meditation. Sure. 
this is a stripped down minimalist version of heavy meditation done for a local internet radio show several years ago and i think being so stripped down it's an excellent display of omar's talent his vocals are so powerful here as they pretty much always were and it's not only a function of his talent but also a function of the feeling and the love that he put into music Uh, i know that may seem sort of a cliche thing to say but anybody who knew omar or saw him perform understands that i'm not just paying lip service here his vocal range was especially impressive uh, and he sang with a power and force that's tough to force or replicate. Uh, in this band, as well as in Negro Terror, uh, Omar's songs dealt with a lot of social and political themes. And so he's not only singing from the soul, but he also wanted to sing to your soul. And so uh, Omar was the perfect voice to be at the forefront of that sort of music. Yeah, and uh, I didn't really know Omar or his music, but I, for, you know, I knew this was supposed to be reggae music. Mm-hmm. That's like, I knew that there was, for Omar, he made... Uh, reggae and hardcore punk. Yep. So for this being like the first song I were to hear of his reggae, I, I found like so much joy in the fact that this is not the overt like Bob Marley knockoff reggae. Yeah. So I found a lot of joy in that and it's something that the casual listener would not be familiar with as a reggae song mm-hmm. and it shows off Omar's vocals and it's such a pretty chill song and it doesn't give too much to the smoky vibes that are usually attributed to reggae. Yeah, just the good Irish vibes. Yeah, it's like the good vibes and also like very, I think goes to the heart of what reggae is, which is social commentary and like thinking about let's look at what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and less of the what's going on song. I guess that was Marvin Gaye, but you know, so I I thought that was really good. And this is literally my introduction to Omar. I knew of him as, you know, the social movement. Yeah, exactly. And I never got to see Negro Terror going. Like I I didn't know about the Chinese. um, Yeah. Chinese connection dub embassy. Yeah. I didn't know about them, but I knew about Negro Terror because it became very obvious I think it was last year when Facebook banned them. Yeah, there, there's a lot of uh, social media BS with their name and, and people yeah. like trolling them on the internet for a long time. Yeah, so th- I knew about the hardcore punk side and I didn't know about this. And I thought this was like a really thoughtful, from what I know about Omar, like a really good example of kind of his general vibe. Right. Yeah. I didn't go with an Omar song, so I didn't That's know. That's quite all right. We wanted to, to bring the range of other tributes as well. Right. So I couldn't think of too many, and it sounds really dumb, but mine's Tenacious D's Wonder Boy. Now it's time for me to tell you about young nasty man, arch rival and nemesis of Wonder Boy, with powers comparable to Wonder Boy. What powers, you ask? I don't know. How about the power of flight? Did they do anything for you? It's levitation, Holmes. How about the power to kill a yak from 200 yards away? With mind bullets! That's telekinesis, Kyle! How about the power to move you? What is the 
This one does not seem like a typical tribute song, but after my brother passed, um, my mom had to pick up his Honda. Yeah. Which, if you knew my brother, he had this old janky 95 Honda Coupe that was covered in uh, pot resin <laughs> because, of course it was, but he had like this weird radio that like flattened out. Uh-huh. So if you didn't know how to work it, you couldn't do anything oh, yeah, about it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> So my mom was rolling around in this Honda Civic after he died and was listening to the Tenacious D debut album. Oh, wow. And could not turn it down, which it was very loud. Yeah. And could not turn it off because she didn't know how to work the radio. Yeah. And... I can imagine that being a strange juxtaposition. And as you know, you know Miss Shirley. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so think about my mom driving this 95 green Civic Coupe. Ooh, covered <laughs> in pot, like pot residue everywhere, blasting Wonder Boy with what's called a glass pack to make it sound. Oh, yeah. Yes, because of course, why not? It is a Honda. Might yeah. as well make it sound like that. But she wow. literally thought something was wrong with the car. Of That's course. why she had it. She was trying to get it fixed because she thought something was wrong with the engine. Nope, no, just vibrating. So just imagine, <laughs> just imagine like a sixty-year-old, sixty-eight-year-old woman driving this, like, yeah, <laughs> blasting Wonder Boy. And my brother and I used to sing this song all the time because Wonder Boy is yeah. it's great, especially if you're twins and you just want to be like totally ridiculous. Yeah. So I love the song. It really like encapsulates who my brother was, and he was a bass That's true. player. Yeah. So I just was like. I'm going to bring something. I didn't want to bring like a super sad song. And I was like, yeah, I feel like this is a good tribute. This is one where I'm not going to like sob while listening to it. It's all the good feels. Yeah. And they, they also, they have a song called tribute, which is also fitting here. I think we've also played that one on the show. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I've, I've been a fan of tenacious D ever since I heard this song long, long ago. And, and I think this song in particular kind of characterizes a lot of what is great about Tenacious D. Like, being a comedic band, you're always going to get the tinge of humor from what they do. But I like that they can write <laughs> dumb songs about, like, sex and kill bossa and other silly shit. But, you know, they can also write these epic narratives like this song or, the, or tribute where they draw you into this silly world, but they take it very seriously and, like, actually attempt to tell a fun and cohesive story within that setting. <laughs> also, I just love Jack Black's emulation of strings. Rigagoo-goo, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it's, it's so good. Uh, our ear buddies also brought like some really great selections, yeah. and it's they range from songs for Omar and also songs that like connect to their own personal stories. So it's yeah. really really good. Stacy is our first ear buddy this week, and she brought Doubting Thomas's "Father Don't Cry." Have pity on you. 
she says, I lost a great friend who had introduced me to this. I saw his, I was his mother figure in a way, so Father Don't Cry is aptly named. Plus, I love the song. I had never heard of Downing Thomas, mm -hmm. or maybe I'd only heard of it in like passing or something. So I did some research on this, and it's like it even more perfectly fits into this theme because uh, one of the musicians who is in uh, Downing Thomas, what Goodle, Dr. Goodle yeah. or something like that, and he he passed away tragically young as well. And while like he was making all this other beautiful music, he did this like crazy experimental thing that like last and i think that's really cool that like someone can introduce you to something that's also another lasting memory of something else yeah absolutely uh yeah this is, this is actually a a, a a fantastic submission for me you know first off i'm pretty i'm a pretty deep well for music but i had never heard this before and i actually really dig it so uh in this cool poetic way you've just given me that same gift that your friend gave to you and sort of paying it forward and you know i think that's a pretty beautiful idea to consider so thank you for that um, second, I, I love that it's a weird and upbeat song. Uh, I saw that it was members from the band Skinny Puppy, who are like one of the big flagship bands in the advent of industrial music. Uh, and instead of lyrics, the song has lots of strange and cryptic voice samples, which kind of adds to the mood of the song in a completely different way than vocals would. And it's just like so weird and eerie, which is exciting. You know, our theme this week could have easily made for kind of a bummery episode. So I love being able to open up with some of the like upbeat weirdness like this to kind of remind you that songs of tribute are also ultimately songs that are celebrating life as well. Yeah, it's also like what people give you in your interactions with them that you can carry forth. Right, and life yeah. is weird like a Doubting Thomas song. <laughs> and also Doubting Thomas, who's also kind of weird. Right. I like just think about the Bible stories and stuff. Okay. Um, Mary brings Julie Fowles's to Kalum. like a folk Gaelic tribute to a lost brother that kind of tells the story of this brother and who he was and it's even though I don't speak Gaelic it's like this mournful song but also sweet and I, I don't even think you have to know the language to like get the vibe yeah, it's, it's very spacious and heavenly. Like, the elements that, that make up the song are all minim, minimal and, like, perfectly balanced. 
Um, vocals by their nature are going to be the busiest and most present element in the mix. But her delivery is just like very tempered and consistent and even throughout the song, which lets the song as a whole set the mood and like convey some meaning as opposed to like a highly emotional delivery where the singer gets louder and more emotive and the song crescendos into like a big catharsis at the end. You know, this song just sets a very solemn but angelic tone and just holds it out as this gorgeous three minute med- meditation. Yeah. You know? It's so good. It's a really good song. Uh, Jack brings Pale Saints Marimba. this was the first song I had after my grandmother died um this is like it's it's like the imprint after the aftermath when someone passes and there's like this first song that you're hearing and stuff but this song also has like the somberness and sweetness to it but also I feel like the theme is like kind of like relishing the past and moving mm-hmm. forward so it's yeah good. I agree. Uh, a lot of that shoegazy and like dream poppy music has a certain cinematic quality to it anyway, and this song definitely embodies that feeling perfectly. Uh, it's it's a very emotionally tinged song and creates that somber mood, but it also has a very driving momentum behind it and sort of reminding you that things continue from here and it sort of places you as the star in your own movie. And like, bad news, this is the sad part, but good news, there's more to see and more to learn, you know? Mm-hmm time always marches marches forward right and i think that sometimes we can always like think about like the time we had with someone don't think about mm-hmm. it as like missing them but yeah, as like and, and enjoying what you had right and the lessons that you learned from the from that person that that you carry forward and the mm-hmm. way that they change your perspective and it's like you always carry that person with right you. exactly mm-hmm. matt s brings walter Schreifels. i was like it's german so i was gonna hope i said it right walter Schreifels open letter to the scene to the dear departed And to the broken hearted family At the hard funeral I cried and cried For the passing of the hero On the Lower East Side Not everybody likes him all the time This is Omar. It fits so much. It hurts. Um, 
As a person who never met Omar, this song seems to perfectly fit like a it's like a perfect tribute for Omar and his influence on the music scene of Memphis and the community of Memphis. Because let alone was he, you know, important to the music scene in more than one way, but like he was active in his church and he impacted many people that he just touched in a daily life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, absolutely a perfect tribute for Omar. Walter Schreifels was in a lot of seminal hardcore bands, and I know Omar cut his teeth on a lot of that early hardcore, like Gorilla Biscuits and Youth of Youth of Today, and that led him to form form Negro Terror as an outlet for that part of himself, and and as a means of reaching across like traditional race barriers and across music scenes and social causes uh, that have way more in common with each other than they might have realized, and like forging that alliance between those different uh, those different groups of people. And, you know, Negro Terror has a song called We Need Support. And it's a it's a call to arms for people from all different walks of life, like facing all sorts of oppression and saying, hey, we, we all need the extra feet on the ground. Let's just join forces and we can't be stopped. You know, uh, that sort of unity is a common theme in hardcore. And I think Omar embodied that spirit for the mu- for the Memphis music scene. Uh, he didn't represent like the discrete scenes of gospel or reggae or hardcore. He like represented the things that tie all those scenes and their causes and their people all together in a unity. Yeah, well, such as all of the people in a community aren't necessarily all the same. Right. Yeah. yeah he exactly. kind of like t- he kind of represented a lot of different aspects of it and tied in beautifully together i think i don't know i'm like thinking so much about someone i haven't really i mean that's that's the impact that he had yeah just through through the other people that he knew you know Mm -hmm. jeremy h brings the long winters the commander thinks aloud great tribute done for the astronauts that were lost when the space shuttle Columbia broke apart on re-entry. I remember when this happened. Um, you were old enough to, I mean, of course, it was the early 2000s. Oh, yeah, the Columbia, I remember. Yeah, it's a discovery, I believe, that neither of us remember. Yeah, yeah. So I remember watching this happen and feeling like this huge sense of loss. Uh, it's, I mean, obviously what spurred the creation of the song. And I had known about Challenger, but, uh, you know... I was far too young when it happened, and uh, Jeremy is this, like, massive space nerd. He's Dadstronaut on on Twitter. Nice. Yeah, so seeing this must have been far more traumatic for him because he was probably old enough to remember it, and I know that his father is a huge space nerd and stuff. So, like, seeing all of this, like, hope and stuff, like, oh, we're reaching out into space and then kind of knowing that NASA probably knew that this was might happen but yeah. just didn't they couldn't tell the people who were on the ship that you know we don't know if you're going to make it home right so 
Yeah, when, when we put out this theme, I didn't even really consider the possibility of a tribute of this sort. So when Jeremy posted this, I was really excited to bring a sort of like collective tribute to the table. And it's a perfect example. Um, I remember the Challenger explosion. Uh, it happened a year before I was born, so I didn't have the experience of seeing it in real time. But I remember watching the clip uh, in middle school in a science class and being pretty floored because as a mi middle schooler, I'd never really considered the incredible risk that astronauts were taking, even just leaving the launch pad, let alone hurling themselves into space. So, you know, whenever space travel is a thing from the time you're a baby, it's easy to take for granted all the work and risk and sacrifice uh, that people have en endured to try to help us figure out what the hell is going on, you know? Yeah. I, was, I got really dorky into, like, the shuttles today. Yeah. And, you know, they land. I think they stopped flying in 2011, which really isn't that far. Mm -hmm. But it makes me wish that we would go back into, like, getting people into space instead yeah. of, like, it seems kind of iffy, but maybe we shouldn't be trusting the Russians with this. Yeah, I'm with you there. <laughs> yeah. I think Elon Musk has his finger on the pulse of getting, yeah. getting some folks into space. Let's see what happens. It feels all weird now that we don't have shuttles, but they're, like, so cool because growing up, you're like, wow, look at this new cool technology. And we had this vague understanding of Challenger. Um, Debbie rounds out our our songs for this week and she brought flock of seagulls wishing if i had a photograph of you it's not the makeup and it's not the way that you dance it's not the evening sky it's more the way your eyes are laughing as they glass the great says my cousin tracy was killed in a freak car accident a month before i graduated high school in 92 i listened to the song and the whole greatest hits album on cassette a lot and just cried when i drove to and from school this song really speaks a lot for itself like you know when you're in mourning and you're like wow i just wish i had like more memories or mm -hmm. you know just like more more experiences more photographic evidence of being with this person that i cared deeply for and so i feel like the song really does kind of like round out that feeling of wishing there was more yeah certainly yeah uh, a flock of seagulls kind of gets lampooned for for having silly hair and and look i love my silly hair as much <laughs> as the next person but it's kind of a shame that in their case the meme of having goofy hair overshadowed a full career of solid jams uh, their production was always immaculate like always fully conscious of the whole sonic spectrum when they wrote songs and you'd get you know, these deep fat synths and complex percussion, but you'd also have synths and even just like weird spacey lasery noises going on in the high registers too. So everything feels full and like really grabs you and sweeps you into the sway of their jams. 
So, I mean, like, if you need to be convinced of how good of a band Flock of Seagulls was, like, consider being able to make a serious song like this with silly hair <laughs> through cheesy 80s synths and still producing something meaningful and moving, you know. I really, appre- I really appreciate this one a lot and uh, it kind of makes me want to go by their greatest hits, honestly. It does. It, it makes me really realize that they're a much better band yeah, absolutely. Than, than Pulp Fiction led me to believe yeah, they were. Certainly. So, uh, if you want to give us your stories on the Twitters and however many... I don't know, was it like symbols or whatever they give us now? I don't know, 280 or something. Uh, you can tweet at us. You are? At Pow, I gotcha. And I'm at Madam Willite, and the show is at E-N-D Pod. Facebook, uh, this whole collection of songs is is at Earbuds and Earworms podcast group, and the voicemail line is? 731-400-BUDS or? 731-400-2837. You can email the show, endpod at gmail.com, and you can always find the show online endpod.com part of the 10710 network what's the final song so the final song is going to come to us from ben ricketts uh he brings the band uh, and their song i shall be released uh he says when i got the news i immediately thought of singing this with omar and so many other amazing musicians on stage at the last waltz last year um yeah i thought this would be a perfect end for the episode as a way of paying tribute to omar uh, every year for the past three years my band glorious abor has put on a tribute to the band uh, and we invite guest musicians to play with us each year and omar and the chinese connection dudes played with us every year since the beginning uh, they would do a reggae version of the song when i paint my masterpiece and it was beautiful uh, and at the end of those shows we would always invite the guests back onto the stage to do this song uh, as one big group. And last year, in addition to Omar and the Chinese Connection dudes, Ben Ricketts got to be a part of that massive chorus of love, which also includes tons of other musicians from from the Memphis scene who knew and loved Omar. So hopefully we made a, a fitting tribute for him here and uh, also to the other people that we've mentioned in the episode and mm-hmm. anyone else who the, you know this, this episode goes out to. So uh, I'm going to leave you with I Shall Be Released by the band. We got Ringo and uh, Ronnie Wood that are going to help us out on this one too. Somewhere so high above the
Thank you. Thank you very much. The road was our school. It gave us a sense of survival. It taught us all we know. There's not much left that we can really take from the road. You know, we've had our share of... Or maybe it's just superstitious. Superstitious in what way? No, you can press your luck. The road has taken a lot of the great ones. Hank Williams, Buddy Holly, Otis Redding, Janice, Jimi Hendrix, Elvis. It's a goddamn impossible way of life. <laughs>